Hey guys, it's Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks podcast. This week's episode is sponsored by Shure and their amazing new microphone, the MV7. It's great for podcasters, gamecasters, recording musicians, and everyone who wants amazing, beautiful sound. Check out the Shure MV7. Hey, this is Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks podcast, and I'm here with Megan and Rebecca from Larkin Poe. Super excited to talk to you guys, and I'm a big fan. Oh, thank you so much. It's wonderful to talk to you. Yeah, thanks. You know, I, um, you probably, I'm sure you don't remember this, but I we used to write for Guitar World, and I did, I shot you guys doing some great footage um, at the House of Blues in Boston, and it was just really fun. Um, to meet you and see you play so that was the beginning of my getting to know you guys yeah I remember (laughs) yeah and I was like this is going to do great on Guitar World because you guys rock and you look you look fantastic so (laughs) it was really fun thank you (laughs) well Mm -hmm. I mean I wanted to talk a bit about your new album that you have coming out called Kindred Spirits which is a collection of covers and I I sat down and really listened to the whole thing and I, I really really like it um it just feels like so visceral and like interestingly morphed into your own thing can, can you talk about the direction and and how you know how you went went with these songs and all that yeah this is Rebecca so we've had a, a cover series online for many years at this point on YouTube and Facebook and Originally, we started the series just as as a fun one-off, you know, when we were uh, off the road to have a practice tool, but a lot of the videos really took off, so we were inspired um, at the request of our fans at some point to want to make uh, recorded versions of a lot of the covers that we had released online, and you know, I guess it's the one silver lining of, of COVID 2020 <laughs> is that we've been home a lot more. So we actually had a little bit of time to, to get in the studio and make this project. Yeah. I mean, we just released an album back in June. Yeah. Um, and we would have been touring full time in support of that album. Um, so it actually is fairly, you know, cool to have the time to be able to make this record. I don't think it would have happened otherwise. Mm-hmm. I know. It and like... it is a departure from previous Lark and Poe records mm-hmm. in that we cut this album completely live. So it was just Megan and I sitting in a room, you know, me with an acoustic, Megan with her lap steel and vocal mics. So we recorded the whole project in about four and a half, five days. So it was very streamlined, very organic, very real. And I'm just so proud of how it came out. Yeah, I, I really love how it came out. And I um, I think you guys achieved a lot with just the two of you and and just some really great like dynamic use, <laughs> use of dynamics and, um, and, and just like, you know, having it really stripped back and then adding in, you know, other pieces, harmonies and things. I just thought it, thought it was really, really a really nice interpretation of those songs. Um and I, I figured that because you guys did come out with an album in June, and I was like, oh, this is like a surprise gift, this extra release. Well, I'm glad you feel that way. It was a surprise to us. It was a definite <laughs> surprise to us as well. And, you know, trying to think creatively, think outside the box for this year, since it's such a non-traditional year for us, as Megan said, you know, typically we would be out touring in support of Self-Made Man for months and months and months, maybe even a year and a half mm-hmm. before we uh, had the time to get back in and make a new project. So it's definitely a year of creative release uh-huh. where yeah. we're getting to, to get into the studio and uh, unearth a lot of feeling, which is really nice. It feels very 
cathartic, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it's good that you can do that because I've talked to a lot of people who are like, this year has just sucked the creativity out of me. I don't feel like I can create as well as I could in the past. So good for you guys. <laughs> you know. Oh, well, and I can relate with that too. I mean, this is just such a strange time for everyone to process and we all respond to those stressors differently but I do feel very fortunate to have such a strong teammate and my sisters mm-hmm. and we've been able to, to process a lot of things emotionally together and um, to be able to be there and uh, you know grieve what we've lost because it was going to be a banger year for us all the dates that we had booked and the yeah. tour bus that we were going to get to ride on for the first time ever and we definitely had to mourn the loss of that experience and uh, look to the future with you know some optimism optimism and some positivity and to, to really bring that out of ourselves when it didn't naturally want to come yeah so it was good you know I think we all we all process things differently and I support everybody on their journey I mean I think it is I mean you guys are so great live I mean it's a big loss for everybody to not really see you perform your new music too but I will say I've seen like great Great reviews, great information, great sharing about you all over the place. So people are definitely digging it. Yeah, we just uh, feel actually very connected to people right now because we've really gone more online um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, chatting with with fans directly and doing a lot of live streams. And Mm -hmm. so actually during this time, we we feel feel super connected with, with people, although we all are all, I think, missing the live shows missing being together in person mm. i mean there's kind of nothing that can can replace that energy of being in mm. a room all together but we we still do do feel lucky to have such a amazing group of supportive people around mm. us um during this time like we need each other now more than ever yeah i agree i mean i think the fans feel that way too it's like oh like you know having that connection especially when you're you know, maybe alone or haven't been able to be social um, means more, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, we um, were thinking about, you know, releasing a a record into this time, like when we were releasing Self-Made Man, like we were considering delaying the release of the record and decided not to because music, music is what brings us through hard times. And I think that People need songs. People need, you know, companions musically. Um, so we just decided to go ahead and go ahead and release the album. And now we just want to keep kind of releasing music and in yeah. hopes that it will give people, you know, some of the some of the um, uplifting, you know, music that they may need. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a great strategy. It's it's also been like so interesting because. You know, yeah, you pro- you would not have released, you know, music a few months. <laughs> what is it? Four months after the last album, but you know, this this mm-hmm. time does give us an opportunity to explore what we would have never done before. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's uh oh, absolutely. It's crazy. Like we we do look at it as um, a gift of time. Yeah. Yeah. time to be able to explore yeah absolutely i really love on um kindred spirits how you i mean perhaps you had this already on your on your youtube channel but i didn't experience it um how you sort of took these songs and made them you know really in, into your 
own your own treatment. I especially liked your interpretation of devil in disguise, which I was like, wow, like that was creative. Well, thank you. That um, that song we really did a number on because like when you <laughs> listen to the original, it's it's up tempo yeah. and it's major and it's playful, and so we kind of converted it into this demonic, <laughs> you know, minor slow dirgeful thing that is very menacing. And and that is, I think, one of our favorite things about about reinterpreting pre-existing songs is is there really is no guideline as to what you can and can't do. So we've really taken a lot of creative liberty with a lot of these songs with great respect still intact mm-hmm. for these songs and for the people that originally performed and wrote and recorded them. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely are of the school of thought that art should not live behind glass. It needs to breathe and change and grow. And mm-hmm. so to be able to kind of give, give some of these songs a new life, you know, put it into a new dress, a new pair of trousers, we find that very, very fun. Yeah, that's that's an interesting take on it. And I think it opens it up to, you know, new audiences. Um, you know, there's probably a ton of people who will hear this who never heard the original. And, you know, this is... Yeah, and that's, that's true for us and a lot of our, yeah. you know, heroes in the past listening to covers of songs where you didn't realize it was a cover. And that right. can typically be a jump-off point. Um, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of a really good example Uh I, you know, a lot of people stumble up across Jolene by the White Stripes, not realizing that that's a Dolly Parton yeah, song. Yeah. And I love that type of, of genre, crisscrossing, because mm-hmm. it really yeah, does <laughs> cross-pollinate, you know, artists across the field. And and that feels very exciting uh, to hopefully be a, a jump-off point for generations moving forward for some of these, you know, vintage, iconic songs. Yeah. I mean, it also just shows the strength of a good song, too, right? Because you take a good song, you can mm. you could do a lot with it, you know, be creative with it. And you Amen. Guys did that a is great the job truth. with that. that yeah. I also really, the other song that really struck me was your interpretation of In the Air Tonight, because I felt like this song took on like a whole new meaning that seems to be applicable to like these times right now and what's going on in the world. Did you feel that, too? Agreed. Yeah, I think uh, this song, it's just vague enough. And I I find that really fascinating with songwriters. I think Phil Collins is one of these writers that is able to leave space for the listener to Mm. interpret the meaning of the song as is appropriate or relevant for them. And In the Air Tonight is such a perfect example of not really knowing what he's talking about personally and having that space to crawl inside the lyric and, and interpret it as it fits in your life. And I really feel that strongly within the air tonight. It's mm-hmm. foreboding. It's, you know, it's a little bit dark. It's a little bit, Hey, is there a light at the tunnel? Like, are we going to, are we going to find that light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah. I think that's kind of a theme for the, for kindred spirits as a whole. Like we, um, since it is so stripped back, since it's just the two of us and performing it live, like it, I think a lot of these songs did take on a more mournful edge, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. um, Rockin' in the Free World, definitely like an upbeat anthem originally, but we took it, you know, back yeah. down and yeah. kind of revealed the, the, the you know, more melancholy, 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 melancholy sides of these, of these tunes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you sort of like twisted it on its side there. <laughs> I also, I th- I also like another thing I experienced while I listened was, wow, I've never really heard the lyrics and, and what they actually said in some of these songs until I think it was like the Allman Brothers song. I was like, oh, is that what they, is that what they said? <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, okay, now I know what they said and I like your interpretation of it too. So that was kind of cool. That's how we kind of felt singing some of the lyrics to these songs. Was like, especially with "Rockin' in the Free World." Like we, I had never really paid attention to the lyrics, and they're they're so brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. I think it is cool to kind of bring the focus to the lyrics, yeah, and how amazing they are. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it brings a focus. The way you guys have stripped it way back, it it brings a focus to a lot of things in the songs that I don't think we experience with the originals, and not that I'm like knocking the originals because I think. Like a lot of them are brilliantly done, but you definitely have brought this, you know, this new vibe, this new appreciation, this new application to what's happening in the world. Like all of those things have have sort of come out in the in these interpretations. So, so is mm-hmm. that was that your intention, or was that just a, a side effect of what what happened here? I feel what you referenced earlier in that a good song you know, it can exist in, in any light when you mm-hmm. strip it back and there's a, a beautiful melody and a beautiful lyric. So that definitely was a big, um, you know, marker by which we ended up selecting a lot of these songs. It's, it's these songs that have a lot of substance and they resonate on a deep emotional level, regardless of, mm. you know, if there's a big string arrangement or, or a drummer, like it doesn't need anything to carry it along outside of yeah the integral elements of what makes the song special. So to be able to pull together a collection of 11 songs that really touched our hearts, we hoped that it would feel the same for listeners and that we could bring people on a journey of discovery with us for these songs that many of us have, you know, grown up loving and knowing and being familiar with, but maybe not ever remembering what the second verse says or really actually talking on to the, the vibe of the chorus. And that's a really fun um, puzzle to put together. I think we really enjoyed it even more than we maybe initially thought that we would at the outset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to stop for a minute and tell you a little bit more about the amazing Shure MV7. I'm using it right now. This amazing microphone is perfect for podcasters, gamecasters, recording musicians, and anyone who wants amazing sound. It's got voice isolation technology plus an auto level mode. So you're always going to sound great and your volume will be perfecto. It can isolate your sound, get rid of background noise, and really helps out when you're at home with a million things going on behind you. It's got an app to help you control all the settings, and it's USB and XLR, so you can use it in a million different ways. Phone, XLR input, you name it. The Shure MV7 is now my favorite mic for recording podcasts, and I sang a song with it the other day as I was recording. So check out Shure.com slash MV7, and uh, you're going to love it. These types of songs must have had some influence on you. Like, how do they, how does, how do they inform your own original creations that you make your own songs I think taking the time over the years of learning an extensive at this point collection of songs I mean because at this point um, from our cutter video series we've you know performed what over a hundred 
of other yeah. artists' songs. <laughs> I think that's been monumental uh, in terms of learning the art of song craft, digging inside lyrics that have been written by, you know, countless mm-hmm. amazing artists from different places and different genres, different styles. We've been able to glean a lot of information and skill set for which which we immediately turn around and apply to our own songwriting and song craft. Mm-hmm. So it's been an unexpectedly huge part of our creative growth over the years. I think it's even interesting too to look at form. Like there's some artists who really play around with their song form and you know, you might be like, Oh, I didn't even know that you could do that and it would sound okay. So um, or phrasing, like I was listening to an Alanis Morissette song the other day, and I'm like, man, her phrasing is just incredible. I would never think to do that. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's like cool that you can take pieces of that and perhaps put it into some, <laughs> put it in your in your own way into something else that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just like learning new vocabulary words. You know, you listen yeah. to somebody speak and. You don't understand half the words that they're using because they're, you know, deep, deep in the dictionary. But when you when you adopt it as your own, when you actually take the time to learn the word or to learn that style of phrasing or to just conceive of, of what's possible, suddenly you're entering a whole new world. And you are what you eat. And we yeah. feel like we're consuming some pretty amazing. It's like it's like the spinach of the music world, you know, it's, it's really good. <laughs> Super fortifying. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I was, oh, I was going to ask you too. Like in the on this album, I really love how there's sort of a mix of like classic stuff, you know, Elvis, Bo Diddley, and then there's more contemporary pieces like Post Malone's "Take What You Want." Like, did you intentionally try to mix it up for, um, I don't know, different flavors, or you know, what what was your strategy there? Or was it just songs that you loved? It was a bit of both. I mean, definitely all of these songs are songs that we really, really love. Um, but also I think there's a large part of what we do um, that relies on defying expectation. I think both Megan and I have a lot of fun mm-hmm. tricking people a little bit sometimes. And so a fan might look at the lineup of songs on Kindred Spirits and think to themselves like, Oh God, I can't believe they're doing a post Malone song. What? (laughs) But then hopefully delivering people with a song that they may not have known that they would like. um, That was a big interest to us and finding unexpected covers. I think that's cool too. Like you can turn somebody onto something that they never would have listened to, or might've had like some preconceived notion about, um, it's a really, you know, and, and it's like a doorway for them to, as you mentioned before, to go to go someplace new with their, their listening or, or even their performing experience. So it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, wow, uh, it must feel really, um, I don't know what's the word, I guess satisfying or rewarding to like come up with an idea and then put it out so quickly. Like, we don't get the opportunity to do that very often. <laughs> it's very, very satisfying. satisfying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we've designed the Larkin Poe realm such that we do have, we're very dictatory. Yeah. It's a little scary, actually, um, <laughs> because we do have complete and absolute control. 
but by the same token, I mean, in that we're not creating something god awful, like we're trying to bring joy and creativity into people's lives. It can't be that bad. But mm-hmm. yeah, to go from recording an album and having it out in less than two and a half months. Yeah, that's very crazy. Fulfilling. It feels very fresh. <laughs> it feels very, yeah, it feels very real for people to be able to actually capture a moment in time that is still within reach by the time the album's coming out so I'm, I'm excited for people to hear this album in its entirety and to get it and to hopefully as you said you know travel through that doorway to somewhere special and fun yeah that's awesome so what's next are you gonna guys gonna do any like online performing of it or not really <laughs> yeah we Actually, it's been great this year. We we have delved deeply into the live stream world and have done quite a few already. So I feel like we've learned how to do it a bit better. So in support of the release of Kindred Spirits, we're definitely going to do some live streams. And we have our eyes on a Christmas special where uh, we're conceiving of a plan. Um, yeah, we want to do a big holiday review. We want to we want to just make as much as we can and interact with as many people as we can. Yeah. Are you going to take all the holiday songs and, and play them in minor keys too? <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like jingle bells. <laughs> yes, it's like you're decking the halls the of secret, like of like yeah. a haunted castle. <laughs> Exactly, right? Hey, we'll see. I mean, we hadn't, you just suggested the idea and we might very well run it. Hey, you never know, right? It'll be like, sort of have a Merry Christmas, but not really. (laughs) Have a murderous Christmas, everyone. That's right. Have a marginal and scary Christmas. (laughs) Have a marginal. (laughs) Have a swampy Christmas. There you go. But you know, yeah, just an idea, just putting it out there. <laughs> I like it. Hey, you never know, right? Like those things could happen. Well, that's really cool. I'll be looking for that, and uh, if we see links, we'll definitely share them with people because um, love watching you guys li- live. Love seeing all your guitar technique and gymnastics going on, and it's just fun. <laughs> so it's awesome. Um, anything else that you'd like to add that I didn't ask you about? I, you know, I didn't really talk about the album before that, but, um, like, I like talking about No, that's thing. fine with me. I love the questions you asked. <laughs> this feels lovely to me. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Well, okay, great. Well, I'm. it was so great to spend some time with you guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, when is this releasing? Is it out yet? It comes out November 20th, actually. We had to delay the release a little bit because with uh, with COVID, um, all of the vinyl plants are really backed up because a lot of people are making and releasing albums this year. Wow. So we had to get in line and, uh, and wait for our vinyl, but it just can't come soon enough. So. Yes. And we've got some pretty really some like cool vinyl coming it's yeah. like, like oh, that's black awesome. and white tie-dye vinyl it's oh really cool thing. Very that's awesome you know it's so funny all the things you don't you never thought about right it's like oh now i've got to wait to press vinyl yeah. because there's a shortage of like availability to do so because of the virus that's so weird you know there's there's so many things yeah it is that, it is that we don't that we've taken for granted that all of a sudden i mean even you go to target and you see like half the shelves are empty because they just can't get inventory it's just the weirdest yeah thing for 
for us in this, I guess, in this country. Yeah, it's very we're surreal. Not, we're not used to that. Yeah. But, but okay, so we'll have to... Uh, no, we're, uh, we're not, but I... Go ahead. It, it hopefully teaches to not take as much for granted, right? Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I've been trying to remind myself is it's like, dang, we live in a hot house. Like, we are little orchid flowers just living mm-hmm. in this prime prime time condition and yeah okay. don't take it don't take it for granted it could change yeah. enjoy every minute yeah. while we got it that's that yeah sure. i'm with you i'm with you well so great to talk to you guys and congratulations and we'll be looking out for it in november 20th echo and thank you thank so you. much so, much so good to thank hear you. From you again i can't wait till next time <laughs> yeah thanks a lot okay bye Bye, Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And I want to thank Shore so much for sponsoring our podcast this week. I truly do love this MV7 microphone. You should check it out. If you do any kind of at-home recording, um, vocals, miking your guitar, um, recording your podcast like this, it's a fantastic microphone for that. And the voice isolation technology and the auto level mode really just make you sound so pristine and beautiful. And having the app to help you with your controls is fantastic. Um, Love this USB and XLR hybrid microphone. You should check it out, sure.com slash MV7.